I uh, again, I think I think he will get reelected. Now I will throw a curveball in there. I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court. I think it's going to be a lot like 2000 was. Um, I think that there's I think there's going to be, in my opinion, there's going to be a lot of quote unquote shady stuff on both sides. I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court, and then I think they're going to going to side with Trump, and I think he'll get reelected. So now the bummer about that is. Um, it was bad enough in 2000, pre-social media days, with with the people arguing about it. I mean, it was, you know, it, well, people are still fighting about it 20 years later, you know, but... Uh, You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. I am Tim Bowen here with Kim Ann Curtin and Steven Johnson, we've got the whole team together, and you know our normal recording day is always Wednesdays of the week. Uh, most of you know, you know we these these videos get edited. You know, we we usually have to like cut out about. I think the average is ninety six point three percent of what Steven says ends up on the cutting room floor. So it takes the editors weeks and weeks. It's like editing an Avengers movie to get all of Steven's incoherent rambling out of each episode. So that being said, you know, usually we're a week or two behind and today we're recording the day after the election, which is probably one of the most, I don't know if you call it weird or different or unusual, whatever your adjective is for the 2020 election, no matter what side you come down on, I I don't think anyone, whether you're in America or not, will dispute the fact that it is a unique time. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. I don't need to tell any of you, but I'm going to catch you up. We're recording at 1245 on, you know, the fourth day after the election. And as of right now, we kind of know some stuff and kind of don't know stuff. And it kind of keeps going back and forth as the hour goes on. So we're going to talk about that today. I think it, it affects the markets. I mean, markets are gapping up big. Um, I I, I said it yesterday. I said if we had a clear-cut winner, I expected the markets to gap up. I actually thought we would have it would get ugly if we had this scenario. So I'm I'm willing to admit I was wrong on that call. Wow. I thought the markets would run as long as it was conclusive one way or another. We didn't get that. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the markets. We're going to talk about you know we've got Kim here. We're going to talk about the emotions of of the uncertainty and the madness and arguing with your mother about who the winner is and isn't, uh, which hopefully you're not doing. Be, be nice to mom. Keep, keep your, you know, you can yell at your friends and stuff, but be nice to mom. But, and, and we'll probably get into some prediction stuff. It's always kind of fun to do those predictions and, and see where we're at. So welcome, Kim. Welcome, Stephen. Good to be here, Tim. Thanks. Yeah. And, and I know I'm, I'm not American, but I just like to, congratulate you guys on this very unique and special day to select the nomination for the leader of the free world. <laughs> um, it's a huge responsibility. Um, you don't, maybe you'll not realize 
the global impact America's implications have around the world simply for the reason of trade alone because if you guys aren't buying because your economy isn't strong, the world isn't selling because you, you buy pretty much most of the world's goods. But you also stand as a dip- diplomatic standing point of, um, and, a, and a guide of, of how the world should move forward. So it's, it's monumental for you, but it's monumental for the rest of the world. And I just want you to know we're, we're standing by you hand in hand. Thank you, Stephen. It's so, true. So- I believe you're right. You know, I'm going to, I'll jump to Kim and let her kind of talk about, you know, again, the emotional state of of the country. What is, what is, you know, Stephen, you've been in Dubai up until, you know, a month or two ago. Now you're in the UK. I mean, what is, what is kind of the, uh, the, the expat opinion on all of this stuff? Um, No, I mean, look, it's, um, I mean, I don't know how political we can get, but it's a political podcast, I guess. So, I mean, I don't, I'll not give my opinion, but um, I think the general consensus around the, in, in England and Dubai is, is, is Trump is a little bit outspoken, breaks the rules, says what he wants. But in, a, in, in an era where po- politicians have been corrupt, he's kind of the first man to br- break the trend and break the mold and, and be and say who he wants to be. So... In some ways, he is respected for breaking the rules, and in, in some ways, he's mocked for breaking the rules. Um, what's kind of disappointing is certainly in the, the in the Middle East, there is no strong media presence. Um, and but in England, the media is very left wing, uh, and it's kind of anti-Trump, and it's and it's a shame because I feel like we should be more objective. Keep going. I'm just turning my light on. Keep going. But, okay. um, so I mean, I mean, but I mean, look, how's it in Hawaii? Maybe the most democratic state of them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Hawaii. It's it's interesting because Hawaii definitely is democratic. But the other day, I was at the canoe house, canoe club, and we had uh, watched a, a parade of cars with uh, that, Trump flags. King Mahai Mai Club, <laughs> Kauai High Canoe Club. <laughs> Did, did you know? Do you know that reference? King Kamehameha. Yeah, yeah. King, King Kamehameha. Yeah. Is no, that what's that reference from? King is Kamehameha. That... Yeah, he was the king. He was the king of unified all the islands. That was the that was the club that Higgins managed, and 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 Magnum PI was always running up the beer tab I, at. I didn't know that. It's been a long time since I've seen Magnum PI. All right, I've got to rewatch it. I'll put it on my to do list. Rewatch. It was, well, I'm not surprised because they're in Hawaii. So, of course, it would be called King Kamehameha. <laughs> that makes total sense. So, I was not a King Kamehameha canoe club because there isn't one. But there is a King Kamehameha statue about 15 minutes from where I live. So, I'll take a picture and send it to you, Tim. Oh, I'd like to have that. So. On, your, on your wall. Um, so, anyway, that was kind of surprising to see the parade of trucks uh, with the Trump flags. And then, you know, we have this overlook spot about a mountain. And I drove there and this one man was sitting there with his truck with all his Trump flags. And I have to tell you, it kind of felt like he just wanted somebody t- to see him. And, and see, you know, he was so proud. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I know, you know, Stephen was so diplomatic, but I, I'm not a fan of a lot of the way uh, our president response to things so 
but I still had this empathy for the guy because I felt like, wow, this guy is so proud of himself for doing this and tricking out his truck that I just felt like I had to say, you know, good job on that, even though I'm not, you know, a fan, but I just felt like part Part of that, I'm always looking for like the needs that people have, you know, and when I look at that map uh, of our country, it's like, there's a whole bunch of needs that are not getting met by both sides of the political aisle. And that is what I really wish somebody could address, you know, somebody could come in and maybe from neither political party and help us address because both sides don't feel heard, no matter who wins. And um, that it tells us that there's something we have to address it. And the way we're treating each other, that has to change too, because, you know, we're not going to move in the right direction. So anyway, that's my biggest concern is no matter who's going to win right now with this, you know, very close call, we're going to have half the country not be in alignment with it. And that's not going to be good for us to move forward or to be the, you know, leaders of the free world. So. Tim, I'm very, very curious about your standpoint. So I've got, I've got a, a million different opinions. My, my standpoint <laughs> in particular to what, you know, you know, so. No, no, I mean, look, just what's your breakdown? What's your analysis of, of, first of all, how you think and feel about the elections and then also how it's going to, how you forecast it's going to uh, affect the so, economy and the markets moving forward. Well, okay. Again, obviously I always make a point to, to, to be very nonpartisan because, you know, I think that's just the best way to be online because everyone's going to lose their mind over one way or another. But at the same time, I mean, I'm sure it's no surprise that, you know, I, I, I got the flags, I got the beard, I got the guns, I go hunting. I live in a rural area. I drive a pickup. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not hard to understand that I'm conservative. You know, I've, I've been a Republican my entire life. I mean, listen, you know, and, and uh, uh, Kim and I could possibly debate this, but one of the biggest reasons that I'm such an Ayn Rand fan is Ayn Rand. I mean, you know, she may be a little more libertarian, but again, her economic, you know, she, she's got a very conservative viewpoint, you know, the whole, whether it's right or wrong, the whole, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do it yourself, you know, you know, you know, et cetera, you know, self-made man or, or women. And, you know, and, and to me, that's a lot of kind of that, that kind of right-leaning politics. So, yeah, I lean that way. And, you know, I, I'm with Kim that, that uh, you know, I wish, I, I almost wish that, that Trump wasn't as, uh, what's the term, acidic? I don't, that's not the right term, acerbic or whatever that's it is. Good, that's a good, that's a good word, I think, actually. <laughs> Because I think, you know, in my, in my opinion, he's accomplished a lot of stuff, but you know, that, that personal persona that, you know, grates on a lot of people. And, and I don't blame him one bit, you know, again, if you're a, a, a mother of, I mean, especially if you're a female, I mean, I mean, he doesn't do that well with the female side of the ticket ticket, because again, I just, I don't think they like a guy that talks like that and bullies his way around and stuff. But at the flip side, it's like, I almost think that I almost think that's the right way to play the game. You know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to work with hostile governments. You know, you're trying to get trade deals done. You're dealing with terrorists. I mean, you're dealing with some, you know, some, some high level stuff that maybe that's what it takes to get stuff done. And, and I look at some of the accomplishments, whether, whether it be some of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously things can change on a dime, 
but you know terrorism down big time you know there you're, you've seen all these peace treaties in the middle east and, and and so much is going from from trade perspective jobs perspective employment perspective obviously pre-coronavirus you can't predict that and but um but yeah i mean yes obviously i lean that way and but it but it bums me out i wish i wish it could be more reagan-esque you know that that would be the best way is you know obviously Ronald Reagan was as conservative as they get, but man, I, I watched a speech yesterday. It was like a three minute speech about war. And I mean, I almost borderline had like a tear in my eye. Listen to this four minute Ronald Reagan right. speech because it was freaking powerful. So now do I get to decide who the guy is? No, I don't, but I do like a lot of the stuff it stands for. I just, I, I, at the end of the day, I wish he was more Reaganish. Would be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're going to go into the markets in a second, but I just really wanted to put a good factual bit of data, and that's I think Donald Trump's done well on a lot of levels for the economy. So there must be something where a lot of people take a dislike to his personality. What you touched on, because if he is not elected, and odds are is he's not right now with the boogies, but he's he's way down in the odds. Um, if he is not elected, he will be one of very few presidents to run for re-election and not serve the two terms. In fact, the last one was uh, George W. Bush Sr. Yep. Uh, very few run for re-election and don't get re-elected. So it kind of says something that, well, is well, he's kind of can be good for the economy and and for your saying a uh, foreign foreign policy. He's struggling with his personal life with a lot of people. See, you know, that's I, where, I wanted that's to just where... weigh in. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, just, just weigh in on <clears throat> this presumption that he's good for the economy. I, I really, I, and, I, and I thought of this too at the beginning of the conversation. What if he isn't good for the economy? And what if politicians are losing their sway with the economy? Like the market, I almost feel is starting to, like what you spoke about, Tim, at the beginning, how the market correct can, can currently is having this kind of a day in spite of us still not knowing. I almost wonder if the market is becoming this entity unto itself that is not as impacted. I I don't really attribute it to Trump. I attribute it to the coronavirus. I attribute it to people being home, going into day trading. Like whatever is happening in the market feels more and more like it's becoming distant from the the politician in office so i'm just curious what you guys think about that thought that's a popular theory that i disagree with i you know a lot of people (laughs) a lot of people will say the economy isn't the market okay and and listen i'm no i'm no harvard economist though i mean freaking looking to like paul krugman that guy's an idiot you know i listen i don't i don't care who you are paul krugman's a moron hopefully he's not watching but anyway there's a lot of harvard educated economists that have been wrong on a lot of stuff and again, that's a common. Yeah. There's a common opinion that the economy isn't the market, mm-hmm. but I, I I disagree. I think I think when things are terrible, like in the '70s, okay, when when yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I grew up in the '70s, okay. I got I only got and my dad and mom both worked. Dad bought the farm. He my dad paid his own mother, his own mother, twenty percent interest on a land contract to buy the farm, okay? That, Holy mackerel. Because, because of the risk. Because of, I mean, remember, yeah, interest yeah, rates are yeah. a function of risk. His yeah. own mother 
charged him 20% yeah. to buy the farm from her, okay? That wow. was a weird time. We had the stock market crash of 87, okay? I, yeah. think, they're, I think they're way more connected than, than many people will say. And to well, me- let, let me see, can I just clarify what you're saying? Because I'm not saying the economy per se, I'm saying the politicians. Like, is it possible that we, the market is starting to move away from the impact of the politicians? I mean, maybe I'm splitting hairs, but, but do you see where I'm going? Well, I I I think so. And and my opinion is only thing politicians can do is screw it up. Is screw it. There I am back to my Ayn Rand reading. Okay. And that's again, where I think this is again, where I'm pro Trump. If we could get these, 500 idiots out of the way where would we be okay so i'm agreeing with you there kim and i think that we are getting there and i think the fact that trump doesn't play the game is one of the reasons again the account i mean jobs numbers growth all this stuff is bouncing back from the from a global pandemic at this point because i think the politicians are losing their sway and i'm two thumbs up yeah Yep, losing their swag. I think you're right. I do. Go ahead, what, Stephen. What do you I've, think, Stephen? I've, I've, I've roadblocked you six times. <laughs> no, no, it's it's to, it's totally. I mean, you guys are the Americans, so you get you get presidents on this conversation. Um, but I, I think I think obviously the the economic data you can't lie about. Like numbers don't lie, right? So whatever mm-hmm. the the GDP and the economic data, you can't lie. But I also think we're in a a, a, a social, digital, and a, especially in informational age where people can say things that make the economy go up and down. And there's no better, mm. uh, no better example than Donald Trump's tweets. I mean, look, I've been saved. Mm. I've been saved in shorts from Donald Trump's tweets. I've also been stopped out of shorts because of Donald Trump's tweets. But he moves the market. Good point. Um, Good point. Good point, Stephen. Good so, point. Yep. Very, very, very but, important point. But but so I, I think the best way to approach this is is how do you think the market's going to move forward in a, under a democratic rule, and how do you think it could move forward in a Republican rule, or just how's it going to move forward, taking yeah. into account what could happen? Uh, Kim, Kim, what's your thoughts before before Tim gets on it? Before he what, what, are, 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 are you alluding that? Are you alluding that I'm going to go on for like 30, 40 minutes or something? Not, or, no, I'm I, not. I, I, I'm not. I'm saying. I'm I, saying you're on fire, and you need to put a little I'm, more I'm, on I'm, you to tie yourself down, and then we'll think, relight that fire again. I think I need to get with Kim. My my, my ego is a little hurt. I, I, these these false accusations, Stephen. I'm I'm hurt. I, I I I think I think regardless of who gets in. We, we're gonna we're gonna be okay as a nation because we always are, and I think the market I think the market will be strong even under a Democratic president. Um, I think some people will probably all move to Florida, but <laughs> um, because Texas, you know, they want to save Texas. <laughs> Texas, but I, honestly, Texas is very close to being becoming Democrat. I mean, I'm trying to remember the numbers last night, but that was a lot closer, but, wasn't it, than usual but, for but Texas? Kim, Kim. Did you realize there's more tigers yeah. in Texas than there is in the entire world? Uh, no. Yep. More tigers a, in Texas. A, in, in the wild. In the team. wild. So is, they're... they're <laughs> are, is this real tigers? Is this a football 
Tina, no, real tigers. There, there's, there's more real tigers in Texas than in the rest of the world in the wild. So that's how really? many, cra- that's that's really how many, so many Looney Tunes guys are in Texas. That's why I want to go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. And another fact is, uh, do you know that where the best place to dance in California is? Do tell. Stan Francisco. <laughs> You've told that joke too, and I still couldn't remember it. So. <laughs> Done it like three times on the podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> but no, the well, no, no state. It's no state income tax in Texas too, and for in Florida. So yeah, but yeah, this is true. This is true. But but most of all, what I'm concerned about is just how, regardless of who is going to win, um, we have a country that is very much uh, not on the same page, and that concerns me because because there's going to be a whole bunch of unhappy people no matter what the outcome is. And they're going to all be very frustrated and disappointed and or, you know, in pain and angry and not feel heard or like their needs have been met. And then what happens is there's costly behaviors. uh, And that, you know, to one another, certainly like you spoke about within family members and within friends, uh, relationships. So something's got to give, We, we, you know, there's, a, there's an organization called Braver Angels that takes conversations into towns and brings uh, people on the red side, the blue side together to learn how to talk to each other. It's, it's a 50-minute documentary on YouTube. I put it out on Twitter the other day. And it's so beautiful because by the end of this conversation, they spend three days together, which takes a lot of guts, in my opinion. But through these two you know, kind of uh, facilitators, they they come out realizing that they are actually much more on the same page than they thought they were. And of course, there's some disagreements, but they're like, wow, I, I didn't see that perspective. They, they find a way to facilitate these conversations about very, very different topics, opinions on very different topics, and find that they're not all as far away from each other as they are. What they all agree on is that the media has polarized them even more. And so that I wish was happening across every every country right now, every state in this country, because I think it would help us see we're much more in alignment than we realize. So anyway, that's, that's, I I think we'll be okay either way, but you know, I, I just, I just don't like there to be people, leaders of any kind anywhere in the world that come across, uh, you know, not in tune to the needs of other people or uh, being, you know, the characteristics of a bully. I, I don't think that bodes well for the future of the globe. You know, we, we need people who are emotionally intelligent. So that's what I want to see, you know. So, so two points that you focus on that I was going to bring up when I, I need like a, where's my, where's my Alex Jones hat? But um, I, I need to, I need a tinfoil hat for the, somebody, somebody <laughs> ship me a tinfoil hat. But um, I totally agree with a lot of stuff you said, that whole U-shaped idea. You know, I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Like, you know, people think, you know, on the left and the right, they think they're like all the way across the U apart, but they're actually like right here, you know, at the top of the U and they're way closer than they are. And here's where the Alex Jones comes in is I just think that, and this is one of the things that, that I want you, the listener to be conscious of is um, I think, you know, the, the social media companies are playing a game with you. And I think that, if you were back to the Reagan era in the eighties and, and you were strictly seeing uh, the results of what was being accomplished and, and you were seeing the Berlin wall come down, or maybe these, you know, by contrast, a lot of these middle East deals that 
who knows? Maybe people are listening to this podcast. They don't even know about these Middle East deals that I'm talking about. Okay. They probably don't. And no offense to the listener. But I think that the social media companies are, they're gamifying you. They're, they're playing a game. And the reason everyone is so outraged is that they're, the, the algorithms, man, they're, they're, they're screwing with you. And, and listen, there's a reason this might be something you got. A lot of you don't know. I mean, like Mark Zuckerberg, all of these Silicon Valley people, they don't let their kids on their networks. You know, they, they like, they, it's so. been very, that Zuckerberg is like, doesn't let his kids on, on Facebook. Okay. So, cause he knows what the AI is doing and he knows what the algorithm is doing. And that, that would be my biggest point I would, I would make before we move on to predictions yeah. is, you know, really, you know, pay, pay attention to what matters. Okay. What, what really matters. And, and, Again, do you have a job? Do, 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 I mean, go back to the 70s and 80s, okay? I mean, yeah. are, are, you know, do you, I mean, I see help wanted signs everywhere, okay? I'm in the middle of nowhere. I talk about these stories. Construction in this rural area where I am, booming. I, I'm trying to work on this home office remodel, okay? I, I, yeah. I can't get contract. I, and I'm friends with them, and I can't get them here. They're booked up wow. for months, you know, materials, materials backward. And now a lot of this is coronavirus, sure. But things are booming and focus on what matters, okay? And not, yeah. and, and if anything, yeah. you know, really, really filter your social media use. What I would do is only follow stocks to trade and steady trade and, you know, and, <laughs> exactly. and, and, and Stephen Johnson. Stephen Johnson. Yep, exactly. Yep. Cause, cause and maybe me, me Kim and Kurt. And Kim, don't follow me. You'll get no value from me. I'm just, you know, I just, <laughs> I just yell at short sellers all day long. That's all I do. So. You do know, you put out very nice quotes sometimes. I like those yeah, quotes. Some quotes, some runs. <laughs> You can follow us in steady trade and, and you'll be good. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, but, but, but the, the dude gives gold on pro though. So we'll let him off. Yeah, he gives yeah. some pretty gold information on stocks to trade pro. So he makes up for it on the internet. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, they, well, they say, what are they? You say this all the time about Twitter. You're like, you're saying, you're saying it's a, a cesspool, right? And it yeah. is kind of a cesspool. And every once in a while, you know, something good comes of it. It's like a septic tank. It's like a septic tank. Every once in a while, a diamond ring floats to the top. But, but other than that, it's a septic <laughs> tank. That's a great metaphor. That's a great <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> but better, better that you talk to your, the people around you and not try to look at their you know, social media profiles because it's not the human being. I think we're, that puts this uh, image in front of us and it, it just like what happens to people when we lose our minds in the cars, people flip the bird. Like you would not flip the bird if you, somebody accidentally cut you off in the supermarket, you would be like, oh, I didn't see you. You'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Like we, we've forgotten how to give each other the benefit of the doubt and see each other as a human being. And that is not gonna go the distance. We got to live together, people. So let's look, it's, it's prediction time. We got, we got to, again, we, we, as of, as of 108, we're 108 PM. We know, we know, well, we know something. We know it's like 50, 50 basically, but um, we've got a few deciding states. So, so who's your, who's your pick, Steven? Who who are you picking? I think you guys don't realize it's uh, the boogies do not get this wrong. I agree with the book. I mean, listen, boogies don't get it wrong. eh? 
So who are the bookies saying? They're like heavy, heavy, heavy Biden. So for example, if you put a dollar on Biden, you'll get like $1.15 back. You put a dollar on Trump, you'll get $4 back. Like that's how heavy it is on Biden right now. It was even more, it's just eased up, but... um, where do yeah. you find out what the bookies like? How, what's dot, the dot, access? Dark web. <laughs> no. Dark web. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> That's why terrible things are. <laughs> Not that I know. I don't, I've just heard about it. But um, okay. no, no, no. You can you can Google any any bookies. So like um, like if you Google, um, it's like prop bets, right? U.S. election betting odds. It will yeah. immediately okay. come up, and you can okay, just click. Cool. Yeah, cool. uh, and there's a million different book- bookies. But um, I mean. I, my guess, and and I've never brought this up before, but my guess is it's going to be a Biden win. Um, I'm hoping for a Republican Senate, which it looks like it already is, because as much as I want Biden to do well, um, I know that he's got that trading tax. He's got that trading transaction tax. That All kinds of taxes, man. On tra- Four percent on transactions. I might, I might, um, I might be moving to the UK, Stephen, just to, for the taxes. Uh, you'll en- you'll enjoy the rain. I'll I'll take that house of yours. I see on Instagram every day. No problem <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't want that trading tax to come through. It's four percent of transactions. I don't think you'll get it through. But in terms of the economy, I mean, if coronavirus hasn't sunk the economy, I don't know what will. So I can only you project... stole my quote. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize I made it up, but I mean, it's it's just a great minds think alike, I'd like to think, Tim. Um, <laughs> but um, I think the economy will boom. I think the markets will boom. Um, I think that there'll be extremely brilliant volatility as there always in November and December. It's a great time to make money as are January and February. And um, I mean, it's, it's just swings and roundabouts. So I'll finish with this. Um, when the economy goes well, Obama said he inherited something terrible, but then made it good. And then when the next, when Trump comes in, he says he inherited something terrible and made it good. And then when Biden gets in, he'll probably say he inherited something terrible and made something good. And there's a funny, there's a funny um, quote when it comes to, to leaving jobs and quitting things. And it's whenever you leave a job, like in, in public office, they, they will always tell you to write two letters. The first letter will be blame everything on me. And the second letter that you have to open uh, before you leave is uh, write two more letters. Does that make sense? I'm not sure I got that. I, get, I didn't get that. So whenever you leave office yeah. and you're about to leave yeah. and you, the predecessor is coming to take over, yeah. you'll always say uh, what, you need to write two letters uh, when you're about to leave or you need to open two letters. So say I just come into office and there's two letters, I'll open the first letter and I'll say blame everything on me. Uh-huh. And then I'll blame everything on the predecessor. And then I'll open the second letter. And the second letter says write two more letters, which basically means it's a cycle of everyone blaming everything on each other. Yeah. It's just yeah. politics, which are one, it, one, one one, nice? which is the exact opposite of what Jocko would say. Wouldn't oh, that be jo- a positive? Jocko, 
on the road. If we if we had a, a somebody go in there who was willing to take a hundred percent responsibility and not blame anybody else, I mean, I think we'd all pass out. <laughs> I think we would. I think we would. But that's that's what we don't have, and that's probably why it keeps going on in this. You know what is it? What a call circle jerk. I don't know. It's not a bad word, probably, but. Anyway, that's what it feels like a little. So, Stephen, you're going with Biden, and then the, the but the market and the economy just keep rocking. In in it short, has to, doesn't it? okay. Just and I'm, I'm just going to give all them stimulus packages, right? He's going to stimulate. He's going to give tons of stimulus packages and boom the economy and all the more traders and all that. So yeah, it'll be fine. All right, Kim, your turn. That's me. Yeah, and I think I think I'm I think I'm in the agreement, Stephen. I think I think Biden is probably going to get in, mostly based on these bookies. I've been really thinking that was not going to necessarily happen, but the bookies, I do feel like they are very smart at what they do, and they sure. do not want to lose money. So, um, and I, and I do think the market is going to be able to withstand it. And I, so yeah, I would say that I second what Stephen's perspective is. Okay, so, I mean, again, probably no surprise. I'm going to say Trump gets reelected, mainly because I want to argue okay. with both of you. You know, I always say, okay. I, one, probably beyond be, a close second behind reading, my second favorite thing to do is argue. So um, I hate, yeah. just, I just don't want to agree with either of you. So, but that being said, I, uh, again, I think, I think he will get reelected. Now I will throw a curveball in there I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court I think it's going to be a lot like 2000 was um I think that there's I think there's going to be in my opinion there's going to be a lot of quote-unquote shady stuff on both sides I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court and then I think they're going to going to side with Trump and I think he'll get reelected. so now the bummer about that is um it was bad enough in 2000 pre-social media days with with the people arguing about it, I mean, it was you know, it, well, people are still fighting about it twenty years later, you know. But uh, so that's the it's not twenty years, but it feels like twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's that's the downside. But uh, but again, I, I think it'll it'll go to the Supreme Court. I think the, the Supreme Court will side with him getting reelected, and then I I agree with with both of you in the fact that I just think that um, you know you just look at the knowledge economy and, and the infra. I mean, again, we're doing this, this podcast from three corners of the world. I mean, right. Whether or not the shutdown orders were good or not, I think you're seeing a huge advancement of productivity. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, people are, I think if we can get past the election, I think people are going to be happier. They can work from home. They have more freedom. I think that's going to translate into productivity. And I think that, you know, again, the market's just going to continue to rock and, Obviously, we'll have pullbacks, but going back to the quote I joked about Stephen, you know, uh, stealing from me, it's, I mean, I, I probably stole it from someone else, but it's like, I mean, if a global pandemic and shutting down the entire economy for months, well, and still partially shut down, and here we are, what, you know, 3% off of all-time highs on the market, and again, you're looking at all these jobs numbers. I mean, that jobs number is... You got that huge pandemic drop, but man, it's not far from back to where it was. You look at the GDP number that came out the other day, almost all the way back. You look at the housing starts construction. I mean, people are, you know, people are moving out of the cities, whether or not that's the right or wrong thing. 
it record yeah. low interest rates. I mean, it's all just there. And that's yeah. my thing. Focus on the positives, you know, try, try and focus on yeah. the positives. That That's why I send all these golden age tweets all the time. I mean, man, if you, if you really look and, and you get past all the partisan stuff and all the arguing stuff, there's a lot of great stuff out there. I mean, I get to work from home. Kim works from home. Well, Kim, the only reason Kim doesn't work from home is because she's on top of Mount Everest in her evil, evil lair looking out over all of us poor, unfortunate people from Hawaii. But she could work from home if she had a decent internet connection. Steven works from home. You know, it's like many of you are probably home. working from home. I, you know? I work from the I work from the small bedroom that I grew up in as a child in my parents' house. <laughs> You're still but working from home. You're choosing that. But I, 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 I can that. afford to live somewhere else. <laughs> but I just love the feeling of being six again. <laughs> <laughs> do, when, when, when the market closes, do you sit there and like read comic books in your pajamas or not? <laughs> and have cereal with lots of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and just top, top it up and top it up and top it up. Yeah, yep, Until yep. there's no put, milk left. And put like sugar on your sugared cereal. and like Exactly. Remember that? <laughs> we used to put sugar on our cereal. It I makes, definitely did that. It makes my teeth hurt thinking about it. You know, I'd, I'd put like sugar on Please. like, you know, on like Fruit Loops, which is just like marshmallows. <laughs> you know, it's just marshmallows and you're putting sugar on the marshmallows. My favorite was Wheaties with hot milk and sugar. That was like, oh, heaven, heaven. It was good. (laughs) Wheaties. Yep. I was a Wheaties girl. (laughs) So the good news is, I guess we'll take this home. The good news is no no matter who wins, we are all optimistic. And I, you know, I think that that, that's, that's the right way to look at it. And, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you talk about the machine. I mean, I don't know. You know, before you lose your mind and yell at your brother or your cousin or your buddy from high school, yeah, how much how much ever really changes? You know, candidates come and go, and you know, and and if you just yes, that's right. My thing is back to the whole Jocko philosophy, and if you don't know Jocko Willink and the podcast, his podcast, listen to that before this podcast. Get his books. Yeah, you know, for sure. His number one thing is control what you can control. And at the end of the day, that's you. You know, you yeah. work hard at yep. your job. You study the chart patterns. You put in the time. You watch the webinars. You read the books. And Washington's going to do what Washington can do, but you can control what you do. And 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 that's Correct. the biggest thing. I think that, you know, back to the mental Correct. health issues that, you know, that Kim touches on a lot. I think people lose themselves in that. And they're worried yes. about, you know, what the neighbor's doing or what the guy in Florida is doing or what the guy in California yeah. is doing or, or Iowa or wherever focus on yourself, be the best version of yourself. You can be Try and be better, faster, smarter, stronger every day, 1% better every day, you know, and, and, and just be the best person you can be. And I think things will pan out in the end. So that being and, said, and at least people voted this year. At yeah, least yeah. people voted. Like this is the biggest turnout they said since 1908. So that that feels positive too. That people are engaged again. People going forward with their opinions, and that's the most important part of our country. I think is that people are voting and engaging again and running for office. All these people that are you know not ever thought about politics before are plowing into that, and that I think will change everything up too. So Get Steve, the, actually, know, people that have been in there for years. You reminded me one more question I got for Stephen before we take her home here. So, you know, Stephen, it's it's easy for us to kind of like focus on the dysfunction in our political system, but 
I mean, isn't it kind of the same in the UK? I mean, isn't it just... Uh, I mean, not the same, but isn't it like equally as dysfunctional? Not, not at all. I don't think. No. I think okay. in England, it's um, really? in England you get look. At the end of the day, um, in yeah. England, some people support Labour, some people support the Conservatives, some people support Lib Dem. But the idea of getting in a coalition in a hung Parliament, everyone's fine with. Okay. All right. Um, okay. If you go, if you go to the Middle East, everyone supports the King. If you go to Asia and Thailand, everyone's against the King. <laughs> but if you go to America, I feel like you guys are seriously at war with, with, with one another in this serious, serious, um, mm. just like, it's like, it's not like, it's look, it's just, you guys are so pro-Democrat and so pro-Republican that you guys, it's almost like you hate each other and you're so divided, but well, you've so got the best do. country in the world. So you should be so together. <laughs> exactly. But like, yeah. you've got the best country, you've got the best circumstances and the best situation, yet you're at war with each other over over the best economy and the best circumstances you're at war for it so it's See, just, that's that's you know that that's you know in, in we, ain't, we, point, yeah. we ain't got time to go down that road but you know you know steven that's that's the whole you know jordan peterson talks about this again jacko talks about this i think i think one of the and, and this is one of the things that again we we ain't got time for this but the fact that there is no there is no real Sorry, you asked me opinion I, you asked me there, opinion I'm there's just, so just limited saying such limited adversity out there that people look for problems man it's like i don't know so you know uh, easy times or, or what or what is it? I'm, I'm i always screw it up but you know soft times make soft soft men soft men make hard times hard hard men make soft times you know and i just think we we've had so many years of prosperity and with so many soft men that we're now now we have to endure these these hard times so but but the hard times make hard men. So just like when you come to the U.S. and you're going to split wood and pick up rocks. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like you make me hard, but not in that way. <laughs> that is terrible. I didn't even mean it like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. Well, I, I mean, re- remember, like I said, we got to cut out 96% of what you say anyway. So that'll end up on the cutting room. So. <laughs> you see, you, you made that happen, Tim. You, you laid the unconscious, uh, you know, bait and he just ran yeah, with it. He was like, you were like, come to me house. We'll do some masculine stuff. And then, and I, then I, knew, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant, but, but it did not, did not sound so great. No. So on that note, we'll end this podcast. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Stephen. Um, you know, and ultimately... You know, definitely, as always, check out SteadyTrade.com. Um, and, and I think, you know, the one biggest takeaway from this is, you know, whoever wins, I mean, I just think it's, I think the markets are, I, I just, I've talked about this new normal. Steve and I have talked about this, you know, the, the volume is just, this last week we didn't have that volume, but I think it's going to come back. There's never been a better time to be learning this niche. And I just think that the market is just going to keep rocking and the volume's going to be there. The plays are going to be there. It's just a great time to be getting into trading. And, and we really appreciate you guys listening to this. I mean, I know this wasn't necessarily any like nitty gritty how to technical patterns or any of that, but this stuff affects the markets. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So thank you, Kim. Thank you, Stephen. To everyone out there, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Head over to steadytrade.com for any links that we mentioned to subscribe, share these with your friends, and we look forward to seeing you in the next time.